This episode of the Kinky Conversations podcast is brought to you by my course, An Introduction to Kink, BDSM, Polyamory, and Other Fun Things. This course is designed for new, current, and established members, their partners, as well as anyone who is curious but not yet taken that first step into the scene. By the end of the course, you'll know how to enter and engage in a safe, fun, and consensual manner, whether you're playing in person or online the green and red flags to watch out for, what you should and shouldn't expect from a dom-sub relationship, how to negotiate kinks, limits, boundaries, and the opening of relationships, how to vet potential partners, how to establish informed, enthusiastic consent, what to do if you have a disagreement or misalignment of kinks, and how to talk through any misunderstandings. In part one, we dive into the principles of relationship building, focusing on open, honest communication, consent, self-awareness, and openness to experience. In part two, I answer your questions. Filtered from over 100 questions from the community, this part dives deep into all aspects of the scene, uncovering what you most wanted answered. There's also an attached resource list for those who want to go further, as well as the opportunity to do 14 days of free one-on-one coaching with me as an added bonus. So, if you're looking for more out of your relationships, looking to expand how you play, or are simply curious about kink, BDSM, polyamory, and other related fun things, this course is for you. Check it out with the link in the show notes. Mm. Welcome to the Kinky Conversations podcast. Where consent is king, pleasure is queen, and exploration of sexual expression is the name of the game. And now for your host, the delicious Zachary Phillips. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Mistress Jasmine, a professional dominatrix and sex and relationship coach from the United States, who's into reading, running, MMA, dancing, and volunteering for charities. We talk about a variety of topics, going deep on professional domination, discussing the ins and outs, the agreements, and the ways that she plays with her clients. We talk about chastity, degradation, financial domination, cock and ball torture, objectification, and digital domination. We dive deep into her work, prodding at the edges of what it means to do ethical domination. This was a very insightful and introspective discussion for me, because Mistress Jasmine prodded at my own personal desires. And at the end of the podcast, we talk about what it would take for me to submit. Very interesting. Just a reminder to stay tuned to the end of the episode and I'll play you a piece from the book, Kink, Volume 1. But without further ado, here's Mistress Jasmine. We're here. We're there. We're doing it. We're doing <coughs> it, right. yeah. We're getting, we're getting it done. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, I'll call you. Uh, do you want me to call you Mistress Jasmine? Is that, um, is that a, good, uh, a good name to, to refer? 
I go by Mistress Jasmine. I go by Jasmine. It all depends on the DS dynamics. It all depends Ooh. on, you know, you know, uh, for well, example, when I meet a new sub, I tell him, you know what? I won't answer to first names, but I will answer to ma'am or mistress. Ooh, okay. um, but for example, if you're a D, I would say to you, you can call me Jasmine because I feel like we can on the same playing fields. I mean, that makes sense, right? That does make sense. I'll, I'll call you Jasmine, particularly for the podcast, because we're not playing in that space. <laughs> exactly. Dis- so discussing it, it depends space. on where we are, right? That's yeah, I like exactly. that. I like that a lot. You sent me a uh, collection of interesting things that you're into. So just for a bit of a backstory, you said you are a professional dominatrix um, yeah, and yes. sex and relationship coach. So by professional, that means like that's your career, right? Like you're, you're doing this. my career. Oh yeah, we've got a lot to discuss on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. You said you said your interests are MMA, um, amongst other stuff that that appeals to me too. It is my one of my interests. Um, and I'm just going to run a, run through a list of uh, kinky interests, um, and we can we can jump in because there was a there was a couple of um, things that I wanted to to dive into. So I think we're going to have a great conversation today. I was looking through, I'm like, this is going to be there's going to be a lot of fun to to dive into a lot of different topics, and obviously. Feel free to take uh, the conversation however you like. This is about you, but I'm going to sort of prod down different paths if that's okay. Sure. <laughs> so we've got chastity, uh, female-led relationships, sissification, impact play, humiliation, degradation. Uh, what have we got? Slut training. I want to hear about that. Um, <laughs> bondage. Uh, is it? F- you said findom? Do you mean fem- femdom? Or maybe it's a typo. Uh, no, um, femdom. <laughs> Financial domination. Oh, financial. Okay, we're definitely talking about that. Oh, yeah. That's a controversial (laughs) one. No, I'm I'm super keen to go into that. I'm I'm glad that that is not a uh, typo. Uh, Cock and ball uh, training? Torture? We'll go torture Uh, for the T, won't we? Both. Both? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. What? What is TPE? I looked it up before because, like, I know the words, but then the acronyms and stuff uh, trip me up. TPE, TPE, what have we got here? TPE is Total Power Exchange. That's right. I was excited about that, too. Consensual non-consent, yeah. some slave training, toilet training, and objectification. So we've got some um, some fun topics to go into. Um, first, first of all, before we get into all of that, can you tell me your journey from, I guess, uh, non-professional domination domination into this space and then we can go down the different rabbit holes of all of those fun kinks well um as a young jasmine i'll start off by that (laughs) i was a feisty controlling dominant young one i'll call it right um in the grade school playground it was very clear i was in charge I was very bossy. I uh, the term back then was tomboy. I don't know if that's still used, but I was very much enjoying, uh, you know, androgyny. I guess you could say. Um, I loved playing football with the boys. I liked getting into the mud, but I also liked controlling those situations. And I, as a child. I didn't know what I was doing. Now as an adult, I knew what I was doing. I know what I'm doing, right? But then, you know, I would be telling guys what to do or then boys and the ones that would follow and the ones that would do as I say, I found that very interesting and I enjoyed it and I liked it. But again, I was little, so I didn't know 
why I enjoyed this, why I liked this. It isn't until later and puberty and so forth and so on that it made perfect sense. And then, of course, the Internet. Right. Uh, But then I got into the lifestyle scene as an adult. I played privately for a while and then I got into the scene formally munches and events and play parties and I was hooked. This was my place. These were my people. They they got me and then I became a pro dom because I realized, you know what? I am I shouldn't be working a vanilla job. This my my skills and my calling are to are to do this for a living. What am I doing? You know? If you can make your play your profession, like that's where like that's the intersection between like ha- like that's 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 the intersection to happiness, right? If you can, if you you know, we all have to work, but if we can make our work something that aligns with all of the different aspects of ourselves and it's fun to do, and you're looking forward to it, I'm I'm all on board. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to do with all of my stuff here. Is is move? You know, I like these sort of conversations. I like writing the poetry. I like doing this sort of stuff. And if I can move that into a space where that's my career full time, we're golden. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, I like I like that journey. I like what you said. It's almost like do you know how people describe if they've you know their sexuality? It's like I knew it from a child. It's it sounds mm-hmm. like you've like, like I knew I was a well maybe not by, by those terms, but you knew that there was that that aspect to your personality. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really cool that you've moved into that space because I imagine there's endless amounts of people who feel the same way but just haven't taken that plunge. Mm-hmm. Um, just just drive, driving down the professional dominatrix route for a moment. Mm-hmm. Are people coming to you, paying you to dominate them? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are they finding you through your, your website, social media, and that sort of stuff? They can find me through social media. They can find me through my website. They can find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel where I talk. I do quick little kinky Q&As, uh, factoids, just to uh, get people to my site. Um, but yeah, there are many ways you can find me. So I always ask people when they're new, how did you find me? You know, yeah. um, my social media presence is pretty strong. And then also I do a lot of remote work. So people find me on you know, Night Flirt, Sex Panther, different places like that, where people are looking to connect. FetLife, I've, people find mm. me also on FetLife. So, um, especially after COVID, everything became remote, remote, remote because we didn't have a choice. So my business remote just skyrocketed. So my subs are all over the world, which is really cool. It's not just where I'm from. It's everywhere. I have subs in New York. I have subs in England. I have subs. And that's, I just think that's awesome because that is, that is exceptionally awesome. Isn't it? I love, I love love that. I love like just the, the, with what I'm doing here, with what you're doing, it's you can connect with people across the world and find interests. Like if, right, if you're from a small a small town or some place that's conservative or whatever, the internet is unlocking, you know, the potential to dive deep into this sort of stuff. Right. So you, you play you you are a professional dom both mm-hmm. in person and online. Online and in person, most of my work is online. Uh, the in person thing, I'm very selective in who I play with. You know, not everybody does things the way I do them. I, my energy is very important to me. I like to select the subs that I play with. So the ones that I do play with, I've known for years. I feel mm-hmm. comfortable. I, I, for me, it's, I don't, I don't need to do as much in person. Um, some people do, and some people enjoy in person more than remote. 
I play privately, so my kink desires are quenched where I don't personally feel like, oh, I need to play more in person. Like I need to quench this thirst. Like I'm lifestyle in addition to being professional. So I I feel like I get that. Right. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, so that, that brings up an interesting question because some of this stuff, like as I'm reading it, I'm like, okay, that has to be done in person. And this is a bit of naivety on, on my behalf. Like part of, part of this podcast is me just, just discovering like what everyone's doing and it's fascinating to me. So, right. So, because I was reading through this, I'm like, oh, you're probably doing this in person. So, so how are you? Some of these things seem like they could only be done in person, and maybe they are. Like, how how are you? How are you dominating people digitally, (laughs) for lack of a better expression? Ah, the mind is the first (laughs) sexual organ. Fuck yes, I agree completely. Yes, and my mind is it's fucking fascinating because I. And I don't say that, I, I don't mean it in a way like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, con- you know, conceited here. What I mean is I am so creative and I find so many ways to fuck you with my mind Ooh. and to mess with you and to train you and to inspire you. Because for me, kink is not just sexual. It's therapeutic. It's uh, many different things. My subs, they come to me for their sexual things, of course, but... I also want them to be better people. I am not interested in only play. I'm interested in the full experience. So what are your passions? What are your weaknesses? We're going to just, we're tapping into all of it. I am, I am going to control everything, of course, with limits and consent. But if you give me access, I will make you a better person. And I will make you a better boy or better son or whatever. Yeah. I love what you're saying here. I just want to touch upon it because almost everyone's saying this, whether they're sub, dom, whatever, like this space is therapeutic and it's almost mm-hmm. spiritual in the sense of like, if you is. go deep enough into this space and like, yeah. I mean, seceding control, um, exploring limits, discovering the self, mm-hmm. you know, it, penetrating the mind, like all of that to me is, I mean, I mean like, yeah, like you can take it just as a mental thing or like a self-improvement thing, but it's, there's so much to this space that I think when people first enter, it's, it's like, oh, just sexual. And like, there is that component, but that seems to be like the gateway to, to more, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've had people come to me for cisification as an example, one particular fetish, right? And I've been able to expose them to all these different other fetishes that they would have never thought of. And with that, then we get close. There's intimacy in what we're doing here. They trust me. You have to trust your dom. I trust them. This is all built through time and play. And um, all of a sudden we get into other things. You know, we get into, hey, you know, I'm overweight or I'm really lonely or I have this going on because they start to confide in me these personal things about their lives. And look, I'm not a therapist, but I have to tell you with the work that I do, I kind of am, right? I'm lost I really, therapy by another name. <laughs> Exactly. So I always tell them, look, I'm not a professional therapist. However, I do know a lot and I'm, and I'm, I'm an empath. I'm caring and um, I want to help you be better with what I know and what I do for myself. And I've had people lose weight. I've had people get job promotions. I've had people start doing hobbies and 
things that they've always wanted to do, but they needed a strong, dominant woman to tell them to do it. Like you're getting up at 5 a.m. and you're doing that CrossFit class. And then you're going to read that book. And then you're going to go see this person. And, and they're like, ah, you know, I'm dominating you. And I'm also making you a better man and improving your relationships in your life. I, I love that. I feel like there is definitely a, a need not a need or maybe a need in some people, but this sort of innate desire. If someone is strong enough, mm-hmm. if someone's dominant enough and they just say like, Hey, do this. You're like, yes, madam. Yes. Yes, sir. Like this, you just, I don't know. Like there's just seems to be like this, this subservience thing. And if that person, if you trust that person, like, I mean, look to like all of human history with, with warfare, with governments, with everything of going, people just tend to want to just follow the most dominant sort of person. And if they've found that in you and you're like, and like you said, the trust, um, given back and you're you're helping them like that's fucking amazing i do want to ask on your on your behalf right there has to be an immense amount of confidence or self-assuredness or self-worth on your behalf to know that you're making the right call like how 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 do you know that what you're saying is the right thing to say like how do you have that confidence to be like hey get up at 5am do the thing i'm a very good listener. I'll start with that. I'm very, very good at listening, but I don't listen to just what you say. I also listen to what you don't say. And I trust my intuition. I trust my vibes. And I'm very thorough. I ask a lot of questions. And I think about what I say before I say it. And I will tell you when I don't know something too. I'm not the type of dom, what I call a bad dom, that just will say things without, you know, facts to back them up or without confidence. It's, and I'm, I'm totally comfortable with saying I'm wrong and that I don't know something. I think that's strength. So with all that 100%. said, I put that all together and then I just do my best with that person. And I go, you know what? This is my advice. And I hope this works out and I want, because the intention is positive and I want them to be okay. So, and nine out of 10 times I'm, I'm right. And they're, they're better and it works out. Um, not 10 out of 10 because, you know, Hey, I can't make water into wine yet. I'm working on it, but, um, (laughs) I, I, I'm very good at what I do. So look, that, that's, that's the perfect answer. You, you, you listen, you respond, you think about what you're saying. And then if there's any mistakes, you own it and rectify. Like, mm-hmm. and like you said, like making a mistake and owning it is, is total strength. Like if you double down on that and hide your bullshit, like that's, yeah, I, I feel, I'm fully on board with that. I'm like, I'm liking what you're doing here. This is, um, this is interesting. Work on the work of turning water into wine thing. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'll let you know when I, when I've got it. Jump, jump back on. We can, um, we can have a, have a second podcast where we, uh, yeah. perform the miracles. Yeah. Um, Although, although I would imagine the the transformations that you are making would feel, at least to them, like miraculous in the sense that if you're like helping people lose weight and positively change their life, like that that is you know is borderline miraculous for some people if they've been stuck in a rut and they just have to have that that push that you can provide them. I have had moments where my subs have told me, "Just you saved my life." Um, you inspired me, you changed me. I'm the person I am because of you. Just really beautiful things. And in those moments where you're having a bad day or we all have them or 
you have a disrespectful kinkster sub enter your lair. And, you know, we've had those two people that make you go, oh, okay, you know, maybe I should go back to my vanilla career. I don't know. This is not for me. Um, we've There's all had it, right? People. There, there is trash people in every, no matter what industry, field, no matter what. hobby, there are trash people. Unfortunately, that's the reality. And you're not going to find a perfect society. You no. just got to learn how to deal with the imperfection. You have to be strong to do what I do. That's what I tell any new baby dom or someone entering sex baby work. Baby dom. I oh, I love it. <laughs> baby dom. I, you know, and I was a baby dom. Um, and you have, you know, you really, you have to be in a, in a perfect situation, in an ideal situation, obviously, very strong. Because you will have days where you will be disrespected. You will be offended. You will be uh, somebody, you know, yeah, people can be shitty. And you have to be able to think to yourself, you know what? I'm a fucking badass bitch. Okay. I don't, you have to have that. You really, and a good support system, friends, family, chosen blood, whatever. Uh, but those subs that have told me that gratitude and verbalized how amazing, you know, their life has been because of me, that's what keeps me going. I know I'm supposed to be doing this because there's so many other people that I haven't met yet. They're waiting for, for me, that the perfect dom for them. Right. And the perfect sub for me. I like I like that dynamic. It's not about doing things with everyone. Like I, I've seen like a bunch of psychologists and just had just terrible experience after terrible experience. And then this most recent one, I came out and I'm like, this is what happened. Bang, bang, bang. And then like I'm like, how can you, how can you make sure that we're not going to enter this shitty space? And I'm not obviously like there's a there's a parallel here to, you know, therapy to the space that you're in in terms of the relationship mm-hmm. building. And she's like, she basically explained that it's like. We'll do a few sessions. If it doesn't work out, we'll f- help find you someone else that can help. You know what I mean? And if, if I imagine you'd be the same way if the relationship isn't working, if you think it might work and then it's not working, got to move on, right? I usually know upon the first encounter if it's, it's, if it's a vibe, if there's chemistry or not. But sometimes it starts off rocky, the sub's nervous, or maybe I'm a little off. It just, you know, it didn't start off smooth and... Yeah, I give it a little bit, a little bit of a go, you know, and then, but you're right, within two or three sessions or whatever, you you know, it's going to work or it's not going to work. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is I, I always tell the sub, look, I don't want to waste your time. I want you to find that person. I want you to find, you know, the magic in kink. The, you know, there's, this, there's that something, the synergy that like happens between yes. the, yeah. Yes. Get, if I'm yeah. not having that with you, I don't want you to have mediocre or subpar experiences in this beautiful, amazing place that is the BDSM community. It feels like a resonance. Do you know if you've like, I've, I've done like a few singing lessons, but like, you know, when you like hit that mark. Of like, if you're singing along to a song and your voice resonates with the voice that's coming out and there's this sort of like, mm-hmm. you feel this connection, that's sort of mm-hmm. this imagery that I'm getting. Like sometimes when you're playing with someone, you get this, like you're in this sort of higher, deeper, closer space. That's like this resonance. And you know, when you're not like, I've had some bad experiences and not, not because of the person, but because of the disconnect between us, for whatever reason, it didn't work out between us. And that person can vibe with other people. I can vibe with other people, but for whatever reason together, it's just not, not resonant. And I think. You got it. You know. You know when it's hitting the mark, right? You do, or you know when it's like okay, if you're seventy percent vibing, okay, we're gonna we can do this, right? You know, but when it's like thirty percent, twenty percent, I'm like, yeah, I know you can find 
this unicorn for you. Not yes. me though, you know? And and I'm okay with that. Like it's okay. For for me, um like like we're talking like a service business perspective, right? Someone's like employed you you have to have once again it's the the, the inner confidence, the self worth. Like I am I know myself well enough to know that like, hey, like although this isn't working, I still have worth. There's there's the is that is that sort of feeling come naturally to you or is that something you've built up like a like a resilience over time to sort of handle that sort of either rejection from them or you're realizing that it's not quite working and then sort of pushing them to someone else I've always been a strong person in general but when I entered professional you know domination it's different than lifestyle right you know doing this for a living um, there's a certain professionalism you know what I mean it's just different in the beginning, it, it it wasn't as smooth for me to accept that I couldn't be everybody's dom. You know, I'm like, I, I, I thought I could be everybody's dom. I really did. But then I realized along the way that I can't and that's okay. And it wasn't like I was sad about it or it was a confidence thing. I just kind of I think my head was maybe just a little bit too big. I, my dreams were too unrealistic, right? I want to, I want everyone to, to, to be my sub, but not everyone's going to be my sub and not everyone is right for me and vice versa. So I think my, my heart was in the right place, but realistically I was kind of up here and not down here. So, so. So that maybe, maybe as you evolved from a baby dom into a, what would you call the evolution from the baby dom to the next step? As you got to that next step, you're like, no, this is cool. I can handle it. <laughs> baby dom to like mama dom. What are we talking? <laughs> or daddy. Daddy um, dom either way. Daddy dom. Some some people daddy call dom? me daddy too. Uh, yeah. I, I don't actually like mommy. Um, and it's funny because I'm very maternal, but I don't really like to be called mommy. I don't know why. It just doesn't click. I it Like feels- I can do... I can it do feels mommy a bit funny, play. The, the mummy, the mummy daddy. Yeah. Words. It like people say like, "Are you a daddy dom?" And I'm like, "Well, I I care that I care for for people, and like I would want yeah. to make sure you're good, but it just right. feels icky. It just there's a little icky. It's like a Freudian ickiness to me that I'm like, I'm not. I totally get that. I totally get that. So without kink shaming, I'll try to answer this the best no, way. No, no, and, and by by all means, like no no kink shaming. Like you do you, right. and, like embrace that shit, but. I mean, right. like you're allowed to to have your own feelings about these sort of uh, these these different terms and use your own terms. I guess that's that's exactly it, right? ABDL <laughs> adult baby play, right? I love it. We can do that. That's that's definitely uh, a play that I'm very comfortable with. However, being called mommy, I don't really like it. It never clicked. It never felt right. It just mm. um, and I am maternal, so it's very strange. I just it. I have no explanation other than it just didn't feel right. What I can say is, is you can, you know, I can still play with you in that realm. I just would prefer ma'am. I prefer mistress. Uh, but someone called me daddy once without asking if I wanted to be called that. And as you know, you need to ask, but this person was new. And I said, hold on a minute. I kind of like this. I kind of like this. Yes. It's turning me on because I love playing with androgyny. I love wearing suits and a tie. I love being in a room, you know, very um, mad men vibes, you know, with a bunch of powerful men and me walking in and being like, 
I can hang out with the guys, you know, I like that. And so it made me feel like, like, yeah, daddy, you know, like, and I just imagined also like a strap on and you're going to suck my dick. And I started getting really into that. And so I said, you know what, that one's going to stay because I, I just like it. That one I like. I like that. I like the imagery. I can, um, I'm, I'm picturing the, the scene perfectly. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> Okay, I just thought I want to drill into just a little bit more of the professional um, aspect of it, and then we can go d- down the 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 um, findom and the other stuff. Yeah. Do you do you book a a a time or a session? It's like 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 how long are the sessions? How does the actual clientele like? Let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm I'm keen on exploring this with you or with someone else. But w- what's like? What's the process from the client's perspective? Do they are they like booking in regular sessions? Are you following them up? Is it a like a half hour hour session, or is it just as long as it goes? Like how how does this whole space work? If you were looking to play with you, first time I offer a uh, thirty, sixty, ninety, and then it just goes up from there. Two hours, three hours, and you know forever, <laughs> forever. I mean, there's really no limit technically if if the person is financially able to play for three days, then okay, we're playing for three <laughs> days, right? Um, Lovely. Any Dom would probably say the same thing, right? And if you look at people's websites, people do like overnights and all types of stuff. But yeah, uh, for my remote sessions, it typically, most people do an hour, I recommend an hour, 30 minutes seems incredibly rushed to me. I don't like yeah. um, what I affectionately call drive by domination. It, I <laughs> like to... <laughs> Yeah, I tell people all the time that when they when they call me on certain platforms that if they are limited in time, I'm not the right one. I don't like, hi, I'm I'm, you know, John and I like Sisification, Fend on this, this. Okay, go. It's like, no, we're not no 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 no. Gotta gotta, <laughs> no. gotta connect. Gotta connect in the yeah, brain. And, that's, yeah, that, we need foreplay here. I need to know who you are. I need to get comfortable. We need to, you know, we need to establish if we have chemistry and I'm not a fetish dispenser where I'm just going to switch it on and just start babbling stuff to you. Because at the end of the day, I don't know what your limits are. I could call you a name that you don't like. This could seriously end very badly. And and I don't want to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And quite frankly, my mouth either. And mm. I want to have a good time. So we need to do this the right way. So if you don't have a lot of time, sorry. Uh, we're going to have to do this another day where you have enough time. Yeah, 100%. So so, so they come to you like, hey, want to book in? You you have this mm-hmm, discussion. Mm-hmm, you work it mm-hmm, out. Um, mm-hmm. And then then you just like at, at you know, 5, 5 p.m., 7 p.m., 11, whatever, whatever time it is, you're like, jump on, let's go. Jump have on, let's discussion. go. I'll, I'll, well, you know, sometimes people just want to talk. Sometimes people want to play. I like to make sure I know exactly what we're doing because assumptions are not good. So sometimes people will come on and this was obviously baby Dom era where the communication, I I just would assume they wanted to play. And some people were like, no, I'm here to talk. And so then I started to vet better and ask, Mm. by the way, I don't want to assume, do you want to talk or would you like to play? And then you'd be surprised, but some people are like, no, I actually just want to do some, you know, exploration with my fetishes and ask you some questions. I'm not really interested in playing. And I'm like, that's hmm. fine. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Understanding, setting the expectations, then you know you can give 
what needs to be given and you're, you're vibing right. on that stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. It's been sitting there for a while. Let's let's get into to to fight FinDom financial domination. Um, you, you said you said it's controversial and like, can you just explain yeah. like I I have an understanding of what it is, but I want to hear from you what what you do in that space. But can you can you just give it like a a brief definition of what it is, and then we can discuss the the back and forths and the how tos and all of this sort of stuff. FinDom is dominating someone financially. It can be in many... Okay, let's start off with first. Let's talk about money. Money is power. Okay, when you give someone money, you're giving them power. Okay, so that's how you have to look at it. Is It's an exchange of power. It's also control. People get off on giving money and getting nothing in return or giving money because they're told to, again, for nothing in return, or giving money and being humiliated. Sometimes there's other kinks involved. Sometimes it's purely just FinDom. And there's different things. Like, for example, I do FinDom contracts. FinDom contracts are basically someone comes to me and says, I want to be in a financial debt contract with you. I want to, I want to be in a, in a contract with you where I owe you money every single month. And for a set amount of time, and then I dominate them that way where they have to pay me X amount, which we talk about and go over and all the things. But then there are people that are not interested in that. And then they just want to do things where they just randomly give me $100 and I call them, you know, a stupid slut. Or So there's many different scenarios. Um, and it's honestly, it's controversial because in the BDSM community, there are people that don't consider it a kink. And they think that it's kind of like, no, this isn't really a kink. This is, um, you know, kinks are impact play. Kinks are this, this, this. This is not that. And I'm like, well, that's not true. Because if somebody is getting off on something and it has to do with power and has to do with control and has to do with consent and has to do with relationship building and domination and all the things, um, that's kink, right? It sounds right. And like you're saying, like they're not getting anything in return, but they are getting in something. some cases. In, well, yes, but in what I mean is um, in some cases, someone will just give me money and I don't say anything other than fuck off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That is extremely powerful. And of course, this is a consensual dynamic meaning we discussed that that's what we do. So, you know, this person doesn't want to be told thank you. They don't want, um, and some people do, you know, people do want the praise kink or do want the gratitude, but there are people that, yeah, are like, tell me to eat a dick or like, you know, just. But they are, they are getting something from there. Like regardless of what Bingo. other people say, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you've established something. They are getting whatever, like they're getting validation. They're getting um, a kink I don't know, like fulfillment. I don't know what the right word is, but it's a, it's an intangible in the sense of like you can't hold it. It's not like you're mm-hmm. giving them or they can't feel it physically. You're not giving them a product, but you're giving them something. Um, and if they've agreed to that something and you've agreed to give them that something in exchange for giving, like that's it's a, it's a service exchange. It's mm-hmm. it's It seems like they are definitely getting something else they wouldn't they be doing. They are definitely right? getting something. Like, absolutely, you know, like, absolutely. 
So, I so think it's like, that the kink, yeah. though, the kink, though, for them is that it seems like they're not getting anything in return. Makes sense. So they feel like yeah. that's the kink is, oh, I just gave her this money because she's dominant, powerful, beautiful, all the things. And look, I'm by myself, you know, jerking off or I'm by myself in chastity or, I'm by, you know, and I didn't get anything. You know, I don't get to have sex with her. I don't get to even touch her. I don't get to even, you know, breathe mm. in her space. Like, that's the kink. <laughs> Hey, but that's they 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 want that space, and you can provide that space. So they are certainly yeah. getting something. I I yeah, I don't know. My my my, my the, the the ethical concern here. It's like I a while ago I had someone on the podcast that was talking about um twenty four seven um dom sub relationships with a with a hypnotizing aspect to it. Um, and the femdom sort of lead so the findom sort of leads into this this space as well. I imagine there's a potential for abuse, right? Like there's this potential like sort of icky space that you can get into, particularly from the outside perspective looking in. Um, it sounds like you're doing everything right with the discussion and the back and forwards and all of that sort of stuff and limits and that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. H- how do you ensure that, I suppose, consent is maintained? Anytime there is a dom-sub relationship, you know, the submissive is following the dom and there is this potential for problems you know and then you add the financial stuff and i I like what you said about how money is a power exchange because it is um and you sort of answered it a little bit earlier saying like you know the the back and forth and discussion and the looking and the that sort of stuff it's just i want to sort of dig into it a little bit because yeah there's there's a there's i guess the 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 potential for for abuse seems to be rife the potential for abuse in our community is with everything uh, but mm. with financial domination, you're absolutely correct. Um, I pro- I provide ethical financial domination. I communicate constantly with my subs on limits and how are we doing and all the things. Um, however, personal responsibility is something I like to talk about with subs that if I say to you, this is what we're doing. And you're not able to do that in this case, financially, for example, this will hurt you financially with what I've asked for. It is your responsibility to communicate to mistress why you can't do that or pull, you know, your safe word or whatever. Don't just do it. And then later on, blame me or later on, tell me, Oh my God, I'm in a situation now because X, Y, and Z, it was turning you on or you didn't want to displease me. It is, Yes. I, I am not with you 24-7. I don't know every th- single thing that's going on with you financially. And in some cases, people are married. So I don't know everything. So if a sub is withholding information from me and so forth and so on, I am only, I'm doing the best with the information that I'm being provided. So in some cases, yeah, I've been told, well, what if... They gave you, the, you know, money that was supposed to be for their, you know, college, for their kids' college. And I, and I go, how am I supposed to know that if they don't tell me? Now, of course, I, you know, easy to throw the target here at, you know, Mistress Jasmine, but that's not really fair here in the sense that I'm thinking I know everything. I'm being ethical. I talk about consent. I'm checking in. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. This is where we have to really stop for a minute and go, okay, 
there's two consenting adults here and I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And it's, it sounds like you sort of, in the same way you would describe someone understanding their physical limits or their Correct. emotional limits as well. Correct. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. And, and I guess if there is, you know, if you're doing what you're doing in terms of checking into them, Oh yeah. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's, a, there, I can see, I can see why people will say there's a little bit of a, a, a an ethical conundrum here. Yeah, right. Um, mm, okay. Now, if I know something, I'll give you an example here. If someone were to tell me, mistress, I'm filing for bankruptcy or I'm going through a divorce, I'm going to stop and say, I don't think we should continue our financial domination relationship because of what you just shared with me. I'm going to tell them I don't want to do it. Okay, that's ethical. Not everyone would say that. They would say, oh, someone else is going to take his money. What are you talking about, mistress? You should just continue as business as usual. But I will say, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't feel right see, in doing that. See, see, see I, like, I like that approach because once again, it's, it's you know, yeah, the ethical financial domination. Um, and as long as you know to yourself where that line is of what's appropriate and what's not. And it sounds like you've got a very strong understanding as you would have to, to play in this space professionally. And I guess, I guess there would be like a reputational thing as well. Like you want to maintain, it's not just playing with this one person. It's if this is your livelihood, like you have to make sure that you're not sullied as a, as a person and to, to take that, you know, that example of a bankrupting sort of person. And then that gets out that you're, you know, going down that space. Whereas if you do it appropriately and properly, then it becomes a, beautiful consensual exchange right i'm representing our community so anytime i do anything that's even or deeper say anything, yes <laughs> i consider myself to be a representative of this community so and and the people that come to me a lot of them have never been to a munch have never been to you know what you and i have been to probably many times over we're in the, you know we've been to to all types of events and we have a deep respect for kink we know a lot about kink they come to me and I don't want to represent us wrong. I don't want them to go back to their vanilla friends or whoever they want to talk to about this and say, yeah. oh, this woman did this or this person did this. And then then word spreads. Oh, and we're already stigmatized and we're already, you yeah. know, I, we don't need to feed that anymore. In my opinion, I'd like for people to say, wow, she I want to be part of this community. Look at how these people are. They're wonderful. And that that's so true. I like that from a community perspective, like like onto the just side tangent to the MMA or martial arts community. It's a small community, right? The more yeah. people that train, the more fun we all have because we all get to play with each other, right? Same thing mm -hmm. with this community. You want to have more people in the community. You want to destigmatize it. You want to have it because then the more fun you get to play, the more experiences, the more personalities, the more interactions. It is better for everyone. Yeah. I, I probably get a DM every day. Like I get a bunch of DMs on my social, but at least one a day of people saying to me like, hey, I've had this bad experience. The first person I fell in with, the first dom, um, not necessarily financial, but just like just abusive or just not responsive, basically not doing it right, you know, not checking in. Either that person's just taking, they've seen an opening with potential submissives and they're just sort of pretending to be a dom. I don't know what, what exactly is going on in the psychology in the, the, the bad dom's mind, but I'm constantly getting people saying like, this was my first experience. And th that led me to creating the course I've just put out of like, hey, like this is a resource that, you know, everyone that's new to this scene should check out because it's like, take your time, vet the person that you're with, but there's just, it just constantly happens. And these people thankfully are like, 
not freaked out completely to leave the scene because it's maybe it's something inside them. They're like, yeah, but even though despite this abuse, I still want to play in this scene, but fuck, I've been hurt now. And wouldn't it be good if the first person that they get to play with hurts them in a way they want to be hurt as opposed to going beyond that line? Exactly right. Oh. Yep, exactly right. Okay, so I might come back to it because questions will percolate in my mind. Um, but I'm, I'm yep. curious about how you play. Um, I'm, I'm curious about the online digital play because you know I've talked to a bunch of people about the in-person play. And we can go down that path as well, like the lifestyle side of things. But you're a professional dom. I don't get a chance to to chat to a professional dom uh, very often, although it's uh, this this podcast is going to enable that, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. How how are you how are you doing some of these things that you've listed for me? digitally when you can't physically touch the person because you know i i tend to lean myself more more dominant but maybe more like how i like to play sort of understand the person and sort of i don't know like mental fuckery like i'm not a big fan of like giving physical pain or that sort of stuff unless that's where the person i feel sort of needs to be sort of opened up and explored um so so i feel like it's like i i can potentially enjoy like the online play more so because it's not even necessarily about the physical touch it's about the the opening up the mind a little bit thus the the podcast i suppose but how how do you play with people not in person when it's just you know your your face on a screen with your voice you know how how are you doing this stuff well as you can tell already by my voice that in itself people like to just listen to so i could just talk 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 you do have a lovely voice So that in itself should be a kick. No, I'm kidding. Um, hey, hey, no, no, just, just as a side note, I get people telling me like they're fucking obsessed with my voice over and over again. Just it's, it's, it is voice kinks are real. And then I send them a, a DM that's is my voice. And they're like, oh my God, you're using your voice. I'm like, it's just my voice. But it's there. <laughs> so you get it. Yeah, no, I, I get that all the time where subs will just call me and just ask me to talk to them about my day and just to listen to my voice. Uh, go, you know, go about a vanilla day, so to speak. I went to the supermarket and they're listening, you know, and then later afterwards they're like, oh, thank you. Just because they got to hear my voice. But to answer your question, it really depends on the sub. What are your kinks? But let's say somebody is a sissy. Okay. A sissy, I would say that's into sissification. I would tell them to buy a bunch of outfits if they already didn't own some. I would have them bring butt plugs, dildos, um, of course, chastity. All my subs, when they play with me, are in chastity. That's a number one. That's non-negotiable. Everybody knows that about me, too. Non-negotiable. I don't want to see your penis. I want it locked, as it should be, completely submissive, down. And what I want is, anytime I arouse you, for it to try to get aroused, and I see the face grimace and, you know, Thank you for listening to the Kinky Conversations podcast. For early access to new episodes, bonus content, and exclusive access to the Sultry Soundbites, the Kinky Community Discord channel, and more sexy bonuses, sign up at patreon.com slash kinkyconversations. That's patreon.com slash kinkyconversations. This episode of the Kinky Conversations podcast is brought to you by Honey Playbox. At Honey Playbox, we believe that pleasure should be fun and fabulous for everyone. Our belief centers on how pleasure, play, health, and accessibility 
are necessary for positive sexual experiences. We hope more people feel inspired to explore desires without shame. And that's why we keep our toys affordable to let more people access sexual pleasure. You can get 20% off store-wide at honeyplaybox.com when you use the referral code KINKY at checkout. And now, back to the conversation. Squirm, because it can't. So that in itself is sadism right there. It's control. It's power. So that, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But say they're a sissy. They have all their outfits, all their toys. I'm a voyeur. I just start telling them to suck this dildo, to you know, put the plug in their butt, to dance for me, to twerk for me. And I'm having a blast because I'm a voyeur. I love to watch. I'm a pervert. So I'm like, yep, twirl, fuck yourself in the butt, do all this wonderful stuff. And they're, get, they're getting their kinks fulfilled by me watching them, telling them what to do, being able to be a pretty girl or a slut, right, or both. And then I'm getting my kinks fulfilled by watching you, by objectifying you, by, by training you to be the biggest slut in the world. That's one great. So I don't need to be in the room to have this happen. Mm. Okay, okay. So, so a couple of questions I want to go down. You've mentioned training. Mm-hmm. You're training them to behave in a way that you want them to behave. Are we talking like I'm imagining like a like a dog collar sort of like you know animalistic training? How how is how is this training go? And and I suppose as a side question, you might want to jump in. If someone doesn't do what they're told to you, how do you reassert dominance? Like if someone's a bit bratty, if someone um, pushes back, how how are you particularly you know in the online space, but in general, how do you get them to fall back in line? <laughs> When you said bratty, I just went into menopause because I, I hate brats. <laughs> I, I kind of like brats. I love the, uh, the back and forth of it. I, I love the, um, I love the little, cause it's, it's the mental thing. It's like, you, you want to be fucking told, but shut the, f- yeah. Anyway, <laughs> tell me, please. I, I completely understand the appeal. I know doms that love to just tame those brats. I'm like, ugh. The effort of, and the just, it just makes me feel like I'm babysitting too. I feel like it's like, <laughs> I, you know what? This may change, by the way. I may down the road, you and I meet down the road and you'll ask me the same question and I might answer differently. But at this point, that's kind of like, ew, for me. But, wow. um, so, yeah, so I just, I just want to jump in. Like, for me, like, there's, there's a, like, if someone's like wants to do exactly what they're told straight away, to me, I'm like, Oh, where's the challenge? Like, it's like, you're just doing what you're told. Like, I want to, I want a bit of pushback so we can, um, we can, uh, maybe that's, maybe that's part of my psychology. That's like, I want to like the brat, the brat um, taming sort of aspect. Cause if someone comes to me and they're like, yes, I'll do exactly what you say every time you say it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I feel a bit, uh, where's the, where's no, the pushback? No, where's no. the challenge? No, where's the- like, don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for someone who's fully housebroken and fully like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I, I want a challenge, but what I don't want is the neener, 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 the, uh, I don't want it to be where it's so much of a challenge that it's just disrespectful. Like it feels like, like a mother, father, babe, you know, smaller person dynamic. Then I'm kind of annoyed because I'm like, wait a minute. Um, that's so I don't I don't mind some banter and some challenge. Absolutely. I love I love a little bit of that struggle. 
that is great, you know, especially if the if the submissive is an alpha, you know, got some alpha streak in him or say he's switchy. Um, yes. Yeah, let's let's go for it. Absolutely. So I don't want you to think, no, no, no I, I, I'm down for the cause, but I just don't want it to be okay, how I, I, I think I think I'm on board with you because that level of like, there's a level of like, I've had people come to me that are too far down that path and you're right i'm just like just this is just not the energy that i'm liking i want a bit of pushback a bit of play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that yeah you're, you're right there is a lot maybe it's like the degree of ratness that's leading into something other some other space that i'm not comfortable with so it's like and once again that's the gelling with the person you're playing with so yeah i don't, I don't want that sort of degree so maybe maybe yeah. there's a bit more of a crossover there because yeah right. and, and i imagine like in in person it would be easier to to brat tame than digitally because if you're in person there's a physicality Bingo. and like a like a space like if if you have Bingo. to try and brat brat tame digitally it's like well I'm going to stand over you like it doesn't make sense you can't you can't use the space in the same way you can't use your body in the same way I can't use the space I can't use my body but what I can say is if you continue to fuck with me I'm not going to play with you again and I'm going to block you from every site. So I will get mean and I will get, I will put the line in the sand. Don't cross it. I'm telling you right now, do not cross it because once it's crossed, I'm done and don't, we're not doing it. So they, I mean, my temper and my boundaries are very solid. So typically I don't have any issue with people crossing them and I have lawyers and people to take care if you want to continue to mess with me. So I, I make it very clear. I'm not the one just don't. Yeah, I'm very kind, nice. very loving, very sweet, but I'm not the one. <laughs> so don't do it. Find someone else. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So you're 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 playing with with the the uh, the people you're playing with. They're in chastity, so they're wearing. Mm-hmm. You get them to purchase or put on mm-hmm. their pre-purchased chastity device. You're purposely mm-hmm. trying to um, fuck with them enough to arouse them, and then they struggle against said chastity belt mm-hmm. <sighs> okay it's hot, you... right yeah it's there's there's definitely a there's definitely a hotness hotness to that phase particularly if you're into that i'm see I, i'm sort of like like intellectually aroused by this like that doesn't sound like something i want to do but i like the the discussion not of, now if that makes sense not now not but now. <laughs> I, I i see i see a seed i planted it see i already see oh <laughs> i like this like, you, know real... you know I'm right. You know I'm right too. Look, look, maybe, but there's a curiosity as opposed to like curiosity. The the author in me is um more curious than the the practical side of me. If that makes sense. Well, I, I think I think that questions can be answered. Ooh, so like ask me, real, ask me. Real well, this is this is why we're here. The real the real time um getting into my brain. I like this. It's rare. It's rare that can someone can dig in. So it's um. Maybe a testament to your professional domination skills. Although I warn you, I might be a bit of a brat. <laughs> That's okay. As I told you, I don't mind a little bit of back just, and forth. But I will win, though, just so you know. Fast forward to the end. I love that. I, I um I had an experience with more than one person once. And the, the person I was with brought a third. And this third was dominant over the person I was with as well. So we both were sort of dominant over this third person separately. And I looked at this, the, the third person, and sort of like gave her the look. And I'm like, yeah, you're mine. And just, just this look and this understanding of like, just skip to the end, like you said there, like this is, this is how it's going to be. 
and just like there was a slight pause of like a few seconds of eye contact and then they were like fuck because they knew it was just you know that that sort of like interplay yeah i love the power it's great Mm -hmm. back to chastity (laughs) so you're not letting the person you're dominating come like in your presence Absolutely not. I have very sensitive mm. eyes and and very sensitive stomach, and I don't. I, I get very queasy to such things. Um, I'm not here to see that. I'm not here to to bear witness to that. Mm. I'm here to control you, dominate you, and leave you wanting more. Tease and denial is an art that I know very well and love. Yes. And if I leave you wanting more. You're going to keep thinking about me and you're going to keep chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. Mm. If you release, the buildup has to build again. I don't hear from you from a while, for a while. There's a change in the behavior. Uh, the, huh. oh, mistress, oh, darling, oh, all the compliments. Uh, they just start to teeter a little bit till that buildup happens again. But when you're locked... It stays exactly the same, and it's a filtration system. The sexuality just mm. keeps like a fountain. It just goes in and out, you, in and out. Will you tell them after the session to not? Because if they're, like, aroused that whole time, I can imagine, like, post-session, they're like, fuck, you know, I need to, like, release this. Absolutely, but I, it, it depends on the sub. So not everyone gets the same uh, time. Right. Like, for example, I might tell somebody I don't want you coming for a week. I might tell someone else I don't want you coming for two days. I might tell someone I don't want you coming for four or five months. Um, So it really depends. Eight months, a year. Maybe I want you actually to never come again. Um, It depends on (laughs) I don't want to freak you out with all those (laughs) scenarios. I'm giving you extreme to common to, you know, different situations. this is the whole point of the podcast is to explore yes. um, the different aspects yes. of play. Yes. How, so there's so, different so, answers for different people. So I am, look, if, if I was told that I'd be like, well, I simply couldn't. Um, if, if are you, are you picking that time based on what you want them to do or what you think they can do? Like, are you, are you building them up to, for success? If that makes sense? Or like, are you I hoping they everybody break? up? I set everybody up for success. I asked them how many times they masturbate, how many times they have sex with their wife, girlfriend, or whatever, uh, do you know? Does the wife know? You know? Does she? You know? There's different situations going on. So mm. I ask them all those questions. If somebody tells me, "Oh, I jack off four times a day," or "I jack off this many times a day," uh, or, or "This many times a week," I know. Okay, if I tell them two weeks, there's no way this person can do that. I, so mm. I don't do anything that's unrealistic or that's going to make them fail. I want them to like chastity. I want them to continue to challenge themselves to do more and more. And men are usually, generally speaking, very competitive. So if you tell them <laughs> one, they are. And <laughs> That's so true are. as Am well. Wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> You're so correct. Yeah, it's like, it's like, no, no, like, like them, I can't oh, last- <laughs> Yeah, I'll say, listen, hold on. I know a sub that did two weeks and they'll go, because oh, they want to beat them. And I go, I'll, oh, I'll do two weeks in a day. And I go, good boy, you want to be my favorite, don't you? You want Ooh, to the favorite, yeah, the favorite, oh. and and hang on, hang on a second, that, just, just on on the favorite thing. Do you have favorites, or is it, or does yes. the favorite change? You do have favorite. Oh, they can earn that spot. That is a real spot to be earned. Yes, Ooh, I have people that devilish. are 
favorites. I have people that are in my, what I say, like my top tier that, that there's levels. It depends because it's the time we spent together, how open they've been with me. Um, the things that we've shared on a vanilla pers- you know, level and on a kink level, it's, there's a lot of factors, chemistry, not everyone is going to be able to get that close to me for several reasons. You know, it's, it's so if somebody says, well, I want to be your slave and I want to be your favorite and I want all these things, well, you're going to have to work for it. I'm not just going to give it to you. You have to fight for my affection and my, my care and my touch. And it's it. intangible as well. Like you can't choose, like, you know, favorites sort of pop up. You don't get to choose what that is. It just happens, right? Like, you know, like, oh, you're my favorites. It's, it's, this will pop up. Oh, that is, that is devilish. I like the, um, I like the, the feedback loop you've got going with the chastity as well. That makes a lot of sense. Um, cause it's like, yeah, po- post come, it's like, you feel different. You de- you most certainly mm-hmm. do. So if you can keep that loop going, I can see why if someone's into the chest, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you will be more submissive over time, I might add. So the longer that you're locked, the more subby you're going to feel. And you're going to, I'm going to redirect all your energy from the genitals where it's been. That's That's been your erogenous zone, right? The focus has always been on the penis. We're going to redirect it to other things. We're going to redirect it, of course, with limits, what they are, depending on the person, but it could be your butt, your nipples. Um, I'm going to have you working out more. I'm going to have you doing other things to keep you busy. Mm. I'm going to have you licking your wife's pussy more often. I'm going to have you cooking and cleaning. Believe me, you will be so busy that you won't be thinking about touching. You won't because I'm going to have crazy busy and productive, I might add. This goes back to the um, the self-improvement sort of deeper side. If if you can prove to – Yeah. Yeah, if you can prove to someone – that's masturbating four times a day that like, actually you can push it out to two weeks and you can turn that energy into exercise. Like that's fucking amazing. If you can do that change and I could see why over time it would. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing why someone would definitely uh, play the long-term uh, submission. And game. I got that's, one that's for cool. you. I got one for you that you're going to like, cause I okay. can already read you really well. Ooh, maybe, maybe you're going to have, Trust me, I'm right. You're going to also have the best orgasm you have ever had in your life if you wait. If you wait. So if I told you a week and a half, and I know that for you would be a lot. If I told you a week and a half, when you finally get to release, it will be mind blowing and it will pale in comparison to all the other times. Believe me, you will want that certain type of high that you got that one time. Trust me. And I, and I imagine that would push out as well. Once you've done that week and a half, you're like, well, what about two weeks? What about a month? Because it gets yeah. better the longer you yeah. live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can do it. It's like, it's like a drug, right? If you're, if, you're, if you're getting drunk or doing some sort of drug every day and then you build up your, your, your tolerance back to it. Because how, how many guys or girls or people in general are masturbating more than once a day since the moment they realize they could? There's never, they never right. take a break. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I see what, I see what you're going for here. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm I'm still sort of curious. Like, let's like let's go down like a different path rather than the sissification or other things. How else are you playing with people digitally? Um, if they've maybe got different kinks and that sort of stuff, or is it, are we sort of have we have we covered that space? No, somewhat. Um, it can go on and on and on. Um, so the sissification I mentioned, the dressing up and doing all of the slut training things, and then if someone were to be like, you know, hey, I'm a masochist, right? Well, we can get clothespins, we can uh, get, 
you know, paddles and, and uh, a wooden spoon from the kitchen. I mean, it doesn't even have to necessarily be a kink toy that you buy at a kink store. We can find things around the house. I can have you punch your balls for a half an hour. Um, there are many things that I can do to you. Well, tell you to do to, to yourself hmm. that doesn't have to do with me. I've had someone put 30 clothespins on his ball sack in front of me. And then I had him do squats for 10 minutes Ugh. because, because tell me how hard it would be to do a squat for 10 minutes, just that alone without stopping. And then also having your balls with 30 clothespins all over them. I mean, that's just sadism at its finest. Yeah. I want to go, I want to ask down this, this path. You've, you've obviously like understood your, your own sort of personality or personality type to apply to the dominant perspective. What have you sort of thought about the other side? I, I mean, obviously you have thought about the other side, but what someone that is down the, 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 the pain path, they're wanting to play with you in that way. What are they getting from that experience? Cause to me, like, just, I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's extreme. You know, like that seems feels extreme to me. Um, and like, obviously people are, people are keen on it and all of that sort of stuff. No kink shame, embrace it. But what are, what are they getting from that experience that they're not getting from other perspectives? Why are they, why are they engaging with your services to, to allow that space to happen? First, they like pain the way you like pleasure, the way it feels good to come, the way it feels good to touch, you know, a woman's breasts and her butt and lick her pussy, which I know you love. I've followed you for a while now. <laughs> the same way that you love that, they love hitting their balls, putting clothespins on their balls, uh, slapping themselves. It's the same type of rush. It's, it's so, the same thing. So it's like the, the, pain, the pain and pleasure receptors in these, exactly. in these sort of people are maybe closer connected. Is that sort of what we're Yes, we're yes. And the connection to me, which is it, this is the most important piece right here is I'm getting off on their pain. My sadism. And they're getting and off on you getting off on their pain. Yes. It's like a, a when they thing, see yeah, me okay. turned on and they see me egging them on and they see that look in my eye of do it, do it. I mean, they're like, we're feeding off of each other. It's beautiful. The, it's like a dance. The, 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 the look in your eye, then this, uh, this, this intensity, like, Oh, come. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see the playback there. It's like I suppose it's like if you're if you're pleasuring someone and they're um you know they're moaning in pleasure. Like I'm, I'm getting off on your pleasure, yep. back and forth. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. And it once again back to the um the MMA or martial arts. There is this sort of um pleasure in pain or pleasure in pushing or pleasure in going into that sort of deep um deep zone that seems like to the outside person like the fuck are you guys doing? This shit's wild. <laughs> yep. Yep. You've mentioned a couple of times uh, people um, having partners, wives. Um, I'm, just to just to clarify, are you mainly playing with men or do you play with women? Doesn't matter who it is; they're welcome. Uh, non-binary, yep. male, female. Yep, I can play Whatever with. I wish I had more female subs, honestly, because you know, yeah, um, I definitely would love <laughs> some diversity. That would be nice. <laughs> Proud bisexual so, so woman here. You you, <laughs> you find that mainly men want to submit, but not women. I I don't know if it's in general. When I've talked to other doms, that's kind of the the consensus. That's the word mm. on the street that we're, we don't get enough women. You know, we 
we get a lot of men, but we don't get now women in the lifestyle scene are abundant, as you know. There's lots of also women. Sorry to clarify, you're saying like when you speak to other other doms, are you talking male or female doms, or just doms? Both, uh, both. Just huh. you know, do you get female submissives in a professional space? And they're they're in you know, prof- it's not. Okay. Yeah. yeah, in a lifestyle space, that is not a problem. In in the scene in San Francisco where I'm from, it is it's everywhere. So so you're saying like because. From my, obviously, I've got a biased perspective. The people that connect with me are who relate to me, and mainly that's females. Like my audience skews predominantly female, um, so then I'm seeing that there's a predominantly female um, mm-hmm. submissive, right? And but their mm-hmm. their lifestyle, they're not. So, so you're saying from a professional perspective, the, the numbers are flipped. Yeah, and I huh. wish I had more women. That I have had women. It's not that they don't exist, but typically. They're in the lifestyle scene. They go and play with lifestyle people and they don't come to me for uh, my professional services. I have done it. I just wish it was more. The number I wish was much higher. Do you think it maybe is a supply and demand thing? It feels like there's more like lifestyle male doms to female subs versus maybe the professional side. It's, it's, it's splits or it switches. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Because if, if, you, if, but... if you're getting your needs fulfilled lifestyle wise, you might not need to pay. I don't know, I'm making just wild, um, you know, <laughs> armchair psychology here, but I also think there there is a the the majority of the submissives that do serve me are married, and I do yeah. also think there's a level of discretion and an anonymity that they want. And if you go to a lifestyle scene, as you know, in our community, we are, you know open people we want honesty and if you are not monogamous we want it to be ethical non-monogamy right Mm. without judging anyone here and what i'm saying but if you're married and your wife doesn't know as you know in our community we're going to say well you should tell her right and so then they're going to feel judged or "Mm, i can't or i don't want to i'm not going to come to this space anymore but if you go to a professional dom she's not going to judge you she's not going to yeah uh I wanted to to jump in on that because we're talking about like ethical domination here. How do you mm-hmm. how do you marry the two? Marry the two? <laughs> how do you marry the two between the um? You're you're okay playing with married people, and it sounds like you're okay if they're not sharing that that fact with their partner. Um, like and like you know people do what what people are going to do. Do you do you sort of how how's your discretion on that path? What what's the what's the approach there? So. I don't judge anyone and I don't want to be judged. And so when they come to me and they're telling me that they're married, I'm not, it's not like I'm ecstatic about it or happy about it. In a perfect world, I would love the wife to know and the partner to know, of course, right? I want everyone to be on board. But at the same time, if I were to turn them away and tell them, no, I'm judging them and I'm kind of pushing them out and saying, I don't want you because you're married, it's... I just don't want that message also that, you know, oh, you're bad because you won't tell her for whatever personal reason that may be. I want Ooh. them to be able to still be trained and still embark on this journey. Now, ideally, eventually telling your wife. And I do promote that with everyone that's married. I say, I want to let's tell her. How can we tell her? In some cases, I've been able to bridge that gap and start that communication and get them to come out. And that's wonderful. And in some cases, the sub is like, you don't understand. I will be divorced or you don't understand. She will not accept you and da da da. And I'm going, okay, so we're in a dilemma here. Do I tell this person who's a wonderful sub to go away or do I accept the situation for what it is? 
Yeah, and and look, every relationship has its own issues and differences, and right. I know I've I've had this discussion with people, like a lot of people you meet, like you know, locker room talk, they they complain about their partner all the time, yeah. and then you're like, it's just gotten to the stage of me, it's like, do something about it, make right. a change, right? Leave, work on the relationship, do something, but it's not, it's obviously not, it's not that simple. So if you're providing something that can enable an otherwise good relationship to continue, there's worth to that. Do you know what I mean? Like and that, that I'm be- going to add something to that. If Please you go. come to me and you're married, I am going to make it my number one priority that everything I do in training you benefits her. You're going to be oh, a better that husband. Is, that is amazing. Oh, yes. Fuck yes. Oh, yes. She might <laughs> not know anything about me and she might maybe find out about me and hate me and, you know, say all these horrible things because of, of the stigma and whatever. Hopefully not, but in some cases, yes. But that doesn't matter because I'm still going to train your husband to fuck you more, to lick you all the time, to cook for you, to clean for you, to treat you like a goddess. And in some cases, you'll never know why he came home that day with flowers and licked you better than anybody. It was because of me, honey. It was because uh, of me. I love I love the vicarious pleasure that you're driving from that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm making marriages better. I'm also making uh, their husbands happier. So, and, and in some cases, it's funny. I had a sub the other day tell me my wife told me I'm in such a better mood. I'm so much happier to be around. And I'm thinking... Well, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> like, because he's being kinky, he's playing, he's he's having a lot of fun, he's exploring, he's growing, he's doing all these things, and so it's making him a better husband and a better father. When he goes home, he's not resentful, he's not cranky. Um, a lot of these guys are in sexless marriages or marriages where the sex is not the compatibility is completely off. Um, so there's a need and a desire, and. Um, I do the best with what I can without any judgment. Mm. No, I think I think you're threading the needle fairly well, and like like we said earlier, it's it's your reputation that is on the line if something does go bad or you do take advantage and you do do that path. And more more people, particularly in you know the dominant side of things, need to need to understand that whole space. So there's definitely it's good. I like that. I, I did want to come back to the the professional domination side of things. You mentioned like um, contracts and lawyers and that sort of stuff. When you're when you're agreeing to to play with someone, do you like do you establish a like a contract of like time or like is it just like this sort of a verbal discussion where you're talking back and forth with them to work out and negotiate what's going on? How, do, how you know how how does that sort of side side of thing work? I'm, I'm always about the uh, the practical. The practicality, understanding of spaces that I've not not played in before. Communication, communication, communication. So if they're coming to me, we establish what our kinks are in common, how we're going to be playing, what we're going to be doing, and then I need to know how often I can see them. We we talk. I I can adjust to anybody's schedule, anybody's uh, relationship status if they're not out. I'm pretty good at at creating a space. It's not perfect, but we do the best we can with time zones and all different situations and stuff. So it's a lot of communication. Now, the contract thing is only for financial domination for people that want to be in a contract with me like they are with their car payments or with their mortgage where they owe me a set. They want Some people are into paperwork. They're into signing things. Oh, you know, they're okay, into, yes. <laughs> and But without going into too much detail because they have to go to Mistress Jasmine 
uh, corvina.com in order to get all the I rest will, of the I details. Will, I will put the links in, so if anyone's curious, you can definitely um, check it but out. But so this, please, is, please do this, this is real. Yeah, this yeah. is definitely real. So these contracts, um, although people have kinks for things being in writing, what, I, what I'm doing is 100% real. It's not fantasy. It's 100% real. And I go over all the details of that when we talk. And um, yeah, so it's, it's like, not. It's just like you're signing up around. for a car. You're signing up for a loan or a car payment. We're, we're, you're, it's not. We're not pretendies here. We're you're, we're you're not signing pretending. up. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and it's fun. Mm, mm. I. I. Yeah. Okay. So with with the people that aren't playing down the financial domination perspective, you're not you're not signing any like I don't know like a non disclosure or like a like an agreement to services. It's just like. You, you pay I'm me open for this to time. those. I'm open to those for people that are high profile, important people, and I definitely tell people that a lot of my subs are very important men, very powerful men. None of them have 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 you know signed an NDA with me because they trust me so much. But I always tell them, you know, we can, and I tell new people all the time. I am a discreet, very private dom, and everything we say is. But if you feel more comfortable, absolutely. And I have no problem yeah. with that because I'm here to just play and I'm here to, you know, to do what I do. And I'm not, you know, as you know, in our community, it's, we, we're very respectful people. It's it's amazing when it's done, like, it's funny, like you say, in the community, it feels like there's two communities. There's the community that you're talking about. And then there's the the periphery that are like, get seen as the community that do do things wrong. And it's like the people that are in the proper the proper community right it's all communication it's respect it's talking it's boundaries it's i don't know it's one of the most respectful consensual communities you'll ever discover but if but then there's this periphery of people that get labeled within that community that i can do it wrong that are causing these a lot of problems which uh, you know but it's it's like to the external it's labeled the same which fucking irks me so hard <laughs> it irks me it bothers me because they give love a bad name they give love a bad name. That's a that's a very um, apt apt statement. <sighs> okay, so I want to bring it right back to your your first step into professional domination. The first the first time you were paid to do this. So like, I'm moving into this space in terms of um, selling courses and even prior to that, like selling books. Um, mm-hmm. Just just you know changing career effectively. And you know the first time I got a royalty payment, I was like, oh shit this is real. Like this is, this is a real thing. And it like, it, it hit different to someone just reading my poetry yeah. and they're like, Oh, Hey, that's good yeah. poetry. It's, it hits right. different when someone's like, I'm giving you money for your good poetry. It's like, Ooh, okay. Now, now there's a bit of a power exchange. Now, now we're having a bit of fun here. Mm-hmm. What was that first time like? Because, um, you know, like, Oof. did it feel, Ooh, tell me the feelings. Deeply arousing. Ooh, Yes. Because of the power exchange, right? Like money is, like as you said, money's a power exchange. I just thought I had such a good time. It was almost like being paid to go to Disneyland. That's what it felt like. I'm like, this was so much fun. And then I got money too. <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm like, why didn't I do this years ago? I, this is crazy. <laughs> I was commuting. I was sitting in an office. What on earth? You know, um, and I just realized that, that, that I was meant to do this because not only do I put my heart and soul into it and I'm good at it and I care and all the things, but man, yep, I get paid to do this too. 
awesome. I I really appreciate that. It's the um yeah, the the, the fuck is like, ooh. There's yeah. more. This is good. Oh, That's I my was goal. deeply aroused and and magic wand was used that night for sure. I was like, yep. We're oh, good. Okay. That that actually that actually brings up a question. There's 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 a couple more things I want to go because we, I realize we're coming up on time. Do you play with um like self chastity or self domination, or so you know down that path? Self myself. Yeah, like some some people have mm-hmm. have talked about like um you know chastising their self self coloring, or or is there anyone or any sort of thing that you would potentially switch to? Like, are you are you just like straight like I am the dom? There is no one above me. Do you dominate yourself? How are we, how are we playing down that path? Um, I definitely dominate myself to work out, to drink water. Kidding, kidding. Um, uh, but yes, I, I dominate myself in other ways uh, that are healthy. Now, in in the terms of kink and stuff, uh, no, I I did do a celibacy run for three months to prove to a sub that I could not touch for three months because he was going on about how horrible this was and you know he can't do it. And I said, I will do it for you. And I masturbate. You know, I'm a healthy woman. I masturbate often. I will do it to show you it can be done. I have a very healthy sex drive, and I will do it. And I did it. So I did do it to prove a point. And I, I could have gone longer. I was very successful at it. But now I'm 100% dominant. Yep. Makes makes sense. I can see why you um, would fit that path. <laughs> I I was I was talking to my partner about um like I, I read I read through your thing um to her and she's like ooh ooh ask her about the charity <laughs> that was thing. So I'm gonna um fulfill my partner's desires and because you've mentioned that um beyond all of this uh kinky domination um awesome play you are also volunteer volunteering in charity so i, I want to um mm-hmm. uh you know giving love a, what was it giving love a good name um don't give giving love a bad love name a ba- well they give love a bad name the ones give that ruin a- our scene but yeah so yeah. no um charity work can you can you mm-hmm. share what sort of charities what you do in that space as well I've done charity since uh, college, um, so volunteering at soup kitchens, um, many different things. Uh, currently, I'm doing a uh, program where uh, I deliver groceries to older people. Um, it's a service that we have out here in the States where people that are low income and they're older, you deliver groceries to them. And uh, I, I do things. I give a lot of money to different charities where finan- not time, but money. Um, and I'm always trying to look for things to volunteer for. Like this Christmas season, I, I'm getting a bunch of toys ready to give to, uh, the firehouse nearby to give to children that are in low income. So whatever it is that I see a pamphlet for that comes in my social media, I, if I can do it, I do it. And all different things from animals to kids, to older people, to, uh, vets. I don't discriminate. So. Saving marriages and saving the kids. I love it. All of them, and the animals too, and the kitties, <laughs> the animals, too. human, human kitties, and and uh, real kitties and doggies, you know, because we have <laughs> we have them both. Okay, I, I want to go maybe a little bit lifestyle, and then I'll give you a chance to tie up any loose ends that I might have missed. Um, how are you playing in the lifestyle comparative? Like maybe compared to what you do online, what are you what are you going down as a personal for personal pleasure beyond? professional Mm. um in my private life i uh it's pretty much the same you know i i have a partner he's in chastity uh we play 
all the same things I would play in a professional realm. Makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're enjoying the play that you're doing professionally, you would be embracing that personally. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned your partner's um, in chastity. Mm-hmm. Do you ever mm-hmm. release your partner's chastity? Because you said you don't do it for the people you're professionally playing with. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, let your I partner do. come? I do. Mm. It is a rare treat. Birthdays. A rare treat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he's a better boy when he's controlled. And he's a he likes the tease and denial. And I like the tease and denial. And it, it's um, it's what we are and what we do and the chase and you know, Uber sub and all the things, but yeah, uh, he gets releases and they're very special. So when he has them, he's a very grateful boy and they're amazing. And, um, I mean, my big, beautiful hands get to touch him. So that's, again, it's a treat. It's not, it's not like, Oh, I get this all the time. It's no, you know, I get this. It it becomes a different level of amazing. How, How is your partner, um, feel about the, the professional side of what you work because i'm always almost mm-hmm. curious to talk about people that work in this space mm-hmm. what's their partner's response feelings about it um the discussions you would have to have i imagine it would be you know obviously communication and that sort of stuff is mm-hmm. vital um how, how does that work right. Did, and i suppose um have they been your partner post or pre-transition into professionalism as well we were together before i went pro and okay. he was very supportive in my transition, there wasn't a part of him that felt threatened or, you know, he just, he trusts me and I'm in control and the decisions I make, he, he knows, um, I think long and hard, I'm not impulsive or reactive. So we did talk about it. Of course, I asked his opinion, I value his opinion. And he told me, no, I think it's your calling. I think you're going to kill it. And I'm nothing but proud of you. And throughout this entire journey, he, he he just looks at me in awe and with just pride, just that, oh my gosh, that's that's mine. That is my my love and she's just killing it and I'm so proud of her. And he, he just thinks it's great. There's no he doesn't feel threatened. He doesn't feel uh any of the feelings that some other partners may have. He he just feels the opposite. He's compersion, you know. I'm mm. so happy for you. I'm so happy. He is to all of the partners that support their partners in whatever they're doing. Like that's mm-hmm. I just, I can't praise partners that just accept yeah. and encourage people following mm-hmm. their, their dreams, their passions, their abilities, because to have, have someone that's like with you is just so, there's, it's just, a, yeah, it's compersion. It's amazing. It's delightful to see your partner succeed where they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So coming up on time, I do want to give you a chance to tie up any loose ends, fill any holes, um, state any statements that maybe we've um, gone over or that you want to drill down upon or any of that sort of stuff. So floor's yours and then we can, we can head off. I feel like we covered everything. I'm just wondering when we're locking you up. <laughs> you know, I was going to say it. I knew you I, knew that no, it was I, coming. I was, I, was, I, was waiting, I was waiting. I was waiting for that. I look. Joking. I have an intellectual. I have an intellectual curiosity with all of these spaces. So like every time I talk yeah. to someone, I'm like, Oh, I want to try that. But then I don't as well. I've got it's an interesting headspace. If mm-hmm. if there was to be anything, it would be primarily, if not exclusively, talking. Just because that's that's the curiosity, um, mm-hmm. which which is a, which is a matter of would be you know this conversation repeated, just more personal. I would imagine, um, mm-hmm. but just because it doesn't the the personal aspect of doing that doesn't it doesn't feel like a like a want if that makes sense. Like I'm not dry, driven down that path. 
let me ask you a question, and I'm not trying to push you into it. There's no pushing. It's more just I like, talking. Uh, I like I like just this is this talking. is this is how it is because people can hear the um hear the process of the negotiation. Yes, I, I because I don't. It's very important that you don't feel. You know, some doms can be very pushy with their kinks, and that's not consensual, right? So mm. when I tell you this, it's more just to just ask you a question. We're just having a conversation. Hey, we're we're, we're uh, playing a game. I like I like this is the whole point. Right. We're playing the game. Let's this do this. This is it. It's safe okay. place here. Okay, so <laughs> safe place with people with people listening. I like it. <laughs> safe place where people are listening. Absolutely. But okay, so think of it like this. Mm. If I were to lock you and I told you it turned me on to a point of no control, like highest levels of arousal, very, very moist, and I'm going to think of nothing else but, you know, you being locked tonight and every night that you are locked and you found a connection within me, with me, that I'm aroused by this, that I'm turned on by this, that I am thriving off of this, would that feed anything in you to continue to do it or to want to do it you mentioned wanting if there were that connection of wanting to please me and arouse me and turn me on in that way i i guess there's there's two things i would want to respond with number one i would need to know you far more to care deeply about Mm -hmm. your arousal relative to what Mm -hmm. i'm doing um Mm -hmm. and and number two is I have long built up uh, control issues in terms of past traumas and past things that there's a lot of blocks in seeding control. So this is why Mm -hmm. me personally, when I play with people, I very strongly lean dominant, but there's like, there's a small part of me that's like, you know, given the right situation with the right person at the right time, I could see it happening. But there's a lot of like, like, even just talking about it, I feel like bordering onto like a trigger response, not in any, like, I'm fine. But I like, understand. Like, that's, yeah. that's 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 where I'm feeling myself go, and I'm just sort of expressing this for you and for the audience as well. So it's like there's there's and then, and then I can't sort of tell if it's like an intellectual curiosity or if it's like if I was to do it, it would be something that I like because for me now it's like that shit scares the shit out of me. If that makes sense, like the no, to, to it see makes control perfect is, sense. It's fucking terrifying, um, and and that's why it's like when I do play, it's like I I have only really lent towards the domination side does that make sense so that, that would be how i'd respond sense. to those those two things and i mean i mean both of those things lead to towards trust and a relationship building right like i'm yeah. just sort of like comparing those two responses because yeah you answered perfectly because if you would have just said out loud yes absolutely i would want to turn you on i the first thing that i would think about was wait a minute, but you don't really know me that well. And this will be much better once you've gotten to know me. And you're like, yes, Mm. I like Mistress Jasmine a lot. And I would really like to turn her on that that piece of the puzzle wasn't there. And that's what I was that's what I was looking for Mm. for you to say that. However, all the rest of what you said absolutely makes sense and is very valid because it's a big power exchange what we would be doing big time. Yeah. And and, and this is this is the curiosity because like I my childhood, you know, to trigger warnings on on this sort of stuff, but I didn't have a great childhood and it was like, you know, a, a constant battle of power exchange on the bad side of thing. And I, I moved out of home at 16 because I'm like, fuck this. Like I need to, I need to save myself effectively. So, yeah. you know, like you sort of have trusting relationships with people that should have treated you better and all this sort of, so it's like, there's this whole, like, you know, like I mentioned the psychologist earlier yeah. on, there's this whole, right. like this trust sort of, sort of thing. So it feels easier to trust myself and be the one in control. Which is why I, I I go down the um 
down the uh the domination side of things when I do play because it feels like well I do want to be in control and I want to be able to establish that control back and forwards but then yeah. then I'm like then 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 my my question is and like you know feel free to like comment on this is that I feel given my past there's a level of potentially like brokenness or changeness had that past not have happened that I might have been more willing or keen or able to embrace the sort of more submissive side does that sort of make sense? And then, so then it's like, yeah. that's why I'm talking about the intellectual curiosity. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that without getting into your journey, but it makes complete sense when you've been let down by the people that were supposed mm. to keep you safe, uh, plants that seed. So, you know, you were already going to be a kinkster, but it just, it fed <laughs> into, it fed into you wanting that control and maintaining that control. And it's really, really hard and very, very brave when subs give you their submission because it's, it's vulnerability, and, man. And and th- and this is the thing. Like when I consider what it would take for me to give you or anyone submission, I'm like, fuck. That is like yeah. such a fucking trusting gift. Like even yeah, just like like I'm just playing. I'm playing the game in my head of like, okay, would you know? Could I give you this? Da, da, da. And I'm like, fuck me. There is so much that I would have to go through to be able to like give that to you. And then, then I put it on the other side of things. And now this is actually making me even more value people that have or will choose to submit to me. It's like, it's actually making me understand both sides of the perspective even more. So look at that. You're already changing lives. I love it. And if you were to ever submit to me or anybody, you would actually heal some of what's going on inside that you just were talking about. You would. See, and this and this is the step that I found with my psychologist, and obviously it's not a um, dom sub submissive thing, but there is a submission of me having to say to this person, like, yep. "Hey, I am hurting. Hey, I am feeling yep. this. Hey, like, here's my my vulnerability, you know." And it's it's it is tremendously therapeutic. So I can definitely see why there would be the healing that would come from a true submission. Yeah. 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 Um. Look, I, sure. I very much I very much appreciate your time and for jumping on board and I'll put the links in the show notes so people can um, connect with, I'll send them to your website and to your um, Instagram so they can check out both. Um, any final, any final parting thoughts for, for the audience, for me, for, for anything you want to do. I'm happy to keep, keep going down this path, but um, we are coming up, up to the, the, the closing point. I have point. enjoyed this conversation very much. And uh, if you want to get locked up, you want to serve a wonderful Dom Go to uh, mistressjasminecorvina.com and also listen to the Kinky Conversations podcast with Zach. Let's do this. Thank you so much. Thank you for jumping on board. Yeah. All right. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. Just want to give a super special thank you for Mistress Jasmine for jumping onto the podcast. I learned a lot, both about professional domination and about myself. Particularly towards the end, I knew she was going to ask or dive into what it would take for me to submit. And I'm always curious to see my responses in the moment. It's like a part of me is answering and a part of me is observing. And upon reflecting on the podcast and on the discussion, I know that for me right now, I'm not in the headspace psychologically to submit. And like I said, For me to do it, it would require a lot of connection, trust, discussion, all of that sort of stuff. And I know through discussions with you 
in the direct messages and with my coaching clients and all of those sort of things that submission is a gift. Submission is something that must be held sacred. And this discussion today has solidified that because it forced me to consider, it's like, okay, what would it take for me to submit? And then I was bombarded with the overwhelm of just how delicate a thing that submission is. But beyond all of that, the discussions around professional domination is absolutely fascinating to me. And I think on the whole, Mistress Jasmine is doing an amazing job embodying that space, growing from the baby dom to the daddy dom that she's become. So thank you so much for jumping on board. And I'll put the links to her website and social media in the show notes. So if you're curious about her services, check it out. And if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a few things you can do. Rate and review it wherever you're listening to it and recommend it to someone. Say, hey, this will be a fun listen. Well, hey, I think you might be into this. You could also grab a copy of my book, Kink, Volume 1. It's a collection of erotic fiction and poetry. The ebook's only a couple of bucks, and I narrate the audiobook. You could consider shopping at honeyplaybox.com. If you use the coupon code KINKY at checkout, you'll get 20% off their already low prices. I use a couple of their toys, and the quality's great. So grab yourself something. You could also consider supporting me on Patreon. Patreon supporters on the $5 per month tier get early access to all the podcast episodes, as well as exclusive access to the sultry sound bites. These are two to 10 minute audio clips of me musing on sex and sensuality and other fun things, as well as a bunch more fun bonuses. And finally, you could consider grabbing a copy of the course, an introduction to kink, BDSM, polyamory, and other fun things. This course is an answer to all of the questions that I'm getting from you, a summary of all the information that I've accumulated from doing this podcast, as well as the experiences that I've had and the books that I've read. If you want to go deep into the scene, if you're new to the scene and you want to know how to navigate it, or if you know someone who is, this is the course for you. Links to that and everything I've discussed in the show notes. And with that, I'll leave you with a piece from the book. Kink, Volume 1. Have a great day. Dominant. A quiet word will have you kneeling. Implicit control. Essential feeling. But before we begin, you must share your limit, your kinks and desires, and what you strictly prohibit. The truth is clear. The choice is always yours to submit to my will, to get down on all fours. Because no won't mean stop, we are going to explore. Unless you say red, you are giving me more. Your body is mine, to bite, spank and ravage, taking you as I please, with the lust of a savage. I'd say don't be a brat, but it is in your nature. Will you rebel or comply? Which urge is greater? You want to be taken, 
but not to be shamed, to push back hard, and then to be tamed. I will look into your eyes, and you will say the words. Do whatever you like, sir. I won't have you by thirds. And once we begin, I will bring you in tight, with hugs and lotion, making sure you are all right.
You've been listening to the Kinky Conversations podcast.